Fantastic. So um, I'm just going to do uh, only about five minutes worth of introduction uh, to our, our theme that we're exploring. Uh, and then I've got two uh, kind of chat show uh, guests. I'm going to be the chat show host, and we're going to ask some questions uh, of them. Then you guys get to shape some questions. We're going to have like a five-minute interlude, and you guys can think, hey, actually, this is what I want to ask. And uh, you can ask that if you're online. You can send a text message in. In fact, we can't send a microphone around the room because of our restrictions. So we will later on put up a, a text number, a cell phone number, and you can send your text messages uh, in for that. I can hear Jamie Chapman laughing that I just used the word cell phone. <laughs> Don't tease me. It's because I lived in Zimbabwe for years, and, and it's a cell phone. That's what they call it. Oh, I can't help it. So, and then we'll have those kind of questions, and Tomini is going to read the questions that you have sent through your cell phone to another cell phone, and then we'll, we'll just chat. And it might be a bit messy, and hopefully it'll be a lot of fun, uh, and, and our prayer is that we uh, hear from the Lord during it. So our theme for the term, and, and you might have heard this last week if you were with us in some way, it, it's about creating patterns and, and rhythms uh, for our walk with Jesus, patterns and practices in our daily lives that will feed and nourish our faith in Jesus. I'd love to start with, with just one verse from Mark chapter 1. So Mark is actually my favorite gospel, possibly because it's the shortest. I don't know if anyone else feels that way sometimes. But right in chapter 1, he makes this absolutely essential point about Jesus' life and Jesus' practices. It's Mark 1. And verse 35, and Mark writes this. He says, very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. Actually, when you read a similar verse in, in Luke's gospel, it, it said, as he often did. It's so clear. This was a pattern of his. This was a practice. This was a rhythm. I want to read it one more time. Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, went off to a solitary place where he prayed. Mark 1, 35. It's often spoken uh, by people as having a rule of life. Over the centuries, that phrase, having a rule of life, has been used and has been found uh, helpful. The author, Pete Scazzaro, he describes a rule of life like this. He says, it's a conscious intentional plan to keep Jesus in the center of everything. It's good, isn't it? A conscious, intentional plan to keep Jesus in the center of everything. I've often said and, and, and sung, Jesus be the center. You, you know that old, old song from somewhere. Jesus be the center. I wonder if you prayed that. I wonder if you sung that. But then we get up and the day hits us. Our phones beep. The children start fighting if you've got kids. The dog wheezes on the carpet. And, and suddenly Jesus is quite a long way from the center. It's a nightmare. Um, so this journey, and it is a journey that we're going on. It's going to be amazing. I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, none of us are going to try and give you rules that you have to go about, that you have to be legalistic with. That's, that's not the intention at all. It's a journey that, that we want to take together, and we're going to help each other out on this journey. And today in particular, we're going to look at just two uh, elements that they are just so foundational. We're going to look at prayer and the Bible. Prayer and the Bible. Uh, someone once said, the Bible and prayer 
are like food and air. It's quite a good little rhyme. The Bible and air. No, <laughs> I got it wrong. The Bible and prayer are like food and air. Without either of them, you're not going to grow. In fact, without them, you're going to die. And potentially will die spiritually uh, without the Bible and without prayer. You know, I've, I've been a Christian for uh, 30 years uh, or so. I've, I've been working for churches and, and sometimes abroad um, on sort of the mission field for over 20 years. Uh, and I want to say right at the front, hands up, uh, that I find the whole area of personal devotions and, and um, prayer times and Bible reading, I find this an area of battle. I find it so hard. Time and time again, month after month, I, I find myself uh, having sloping shoulders and just like, oh, why is my prayer time so... Why does it feel flat today? Why did my quiet time this morning feel so dry? And, and I, I just share that. Um, I don't know, maybe everyone else who's on the stage here is just like this superhero or, or something. But, but I share it because I think it is a battlefield. And, and actually, we have an enemy who wants it to be rubbish because it is our air and it is our food. I sometimes hear people who have these incredible prayer lives. They intercede for hours and hours for the nations. And I think you're awesome and I love you. And I don't want to mock you in any way. Uh, I know others who, who just love studying the Word of God and they find that their life allows them to or they are able to uh, for hours and hours. And I'm like, yes, keep going, keep going. But sometimes it makes me feel guilty. and Sometimes it, it just makes me feel full of shame because in my life it, it's, it's a battle. Uh, but I've got to recognize voices. I've got to recognize that actually some of that is the enemy speaking to me, saying, you're not as good as them. That's the spirit of comparison. It's not the spirit of Jesus. So we don't want to have any sense of pride, I pray for three and a half hours every morning, or, or anything like that. Uh, but nor do we want to go, well, it doesn't matter either. No, we want to say this is the most important thing in our lives, and yet it will be uh, a battle. Uh, and I just want to kind of just put that out there uh, right, right at the front. I'm going to be asking God this season and in this uh, journey, in this um, theme that we're going to be going through, I'm going to be asking God to grow me. Uh, I'm going to ask him to stir that longing inside because actually that's, that's where it comes from. And that's why I'm sure Andrew opened Psalm 84 for us last, last week. That longing, that yearning to be in the presence of God. That is what it's all about. And actually, it's okay to ask God, Lord, give me that yearning afresh, uh, because that's the, um, where, where it all is. Um, I'm going to really work hard and do this sort of the disciplined work and think about the patterns and think about my rhythms. Uh, and, and I think this is a great time to reboot some of those rhythms. Uh, COVID has, has been weird in all sorts of ways, and, and the restrictions that we've had to um, go with but you might have found this season, you might have found, actually, you've thrived in lots of ways, and I'm, that's fantastic. You might have found it's been really hard. And, and because the rhythm of coming to church on Sunday has been disrupted, you might have found your faith has been wobbled in, in some respect uh, as, as well. You might have found your, it f maybe feels like your anchor has kind of just come loose from the seabed. And in some ways, you're, you're drifting. 
this is a theme uh, for you and for me, this term. Let's, let's dig deep into this. So now is the time to re-engage. Now is the time uh, to remember everything uh, uh, that Jesus has said and, and remember who it is all about as well. Uh, if you didn't see it earlier today, uh, at 10 o'clock, David Baker was speaking um, and he, he did a really thorough job. Uh, opening up this prayer and scripture for us, please go online and, and see that. Uh, it's, um, it's on our YouTube channel, and it was a lot of fun, and it was, it was deep as well. But right now, after my introduction, don't know how long I w- rambled on for, I want to invite my first guest. Would you please give a raucous round of applause to Tim O'Leary. Tim, come on up. Tim's going to put his stool over there. I'm going to grab a stool. And, and your cell phone. Check out the squat. Look at that. I've got a green one. There we go. I'm going to push this down as well. Oh, it's not working for me, Tim. How are you doing? I'm all right, yeah. Tim, very quickly, tell these guys um, how long you've been around Trinity, is how long you've called this your church, and some of the things you're involved in. Uh, yeah, so I've been here for... Um, oh, just over two years. Uh, yeah, we moved from Birmingham. I say we, me and my wife, um, who might be watching online. She might be in the bath, who knows. Um, <laughs> in the bath uh, watching online. Yeah. Um, we moved from Birmingham to Cheltenham uh, because the church thought it'd be a really good idea to employ me um, as yes, a youth did. pastor. Um, and they regretted it every day since. No, they, we have they loved I'm having joking. you. <laughs> um, so yeah, we've been here two and a half years. Yeah, um, loving it. Feels like home. Um, it's great. Fantastic. Well, Tim, I want to get straight into uh, the, the chat. Um, and we're talking about prayer, and we're talking about scripture. We're talking about rhythms um, and practices. Rule of life is a phrase we're hearing. Um, just take a take a minute or so. How do you go about? doing your prayer times? When do you read the Bible? What's, how have you found a way to, to make this come alive, to help you connect with God? Tell us about you. Yeah, so um, I, was, I was really grateful that it was modelled to me by my mum and dad. Um, and so every morning I'd go, I'd get up in the morning and walk through, so we had to walk through the lounge to the kitchen to get breakfast, and I'd always interrupt my mum reading the Bible or praying or doing something downstairs and writing. And um so it's modelled to me, really. So it, when I began to do it, which was probably in my late, no, early 20s, sorry, because that was the moment. I'd, been, I'd grown up in a Christian home, and, and, you know, I'd kind of, faith for me was kind of um, following and holding on to my parents' trust in God. And, um, and so I decided to take it seriously when I was, like, in my early 20s, finally. And, um, and that's when I kind of began to, you know, having it modelled by my parents just to kind of go, okay, well, there's something in this reading the Bible thing and maybe it's good to do it in the morning. Um, and so I've started from then. And has it been easy? No. Um, do I do it every day? No. Um, <laughs> you know, do, do I sometimes sit there in the morning and fall asleep in the chair? Yes. Um, I should have checked these answers before he started going, shouldn't I? Yeah. Oh, I keep going. Um, but you know what, like I, I, what I'm learning is, so everyone's different, right? And so, you know, 21st century life means you can get your mobile phone and you can have a phone with a Bible and you can get apps to listen to and, and that can really enable you and your walk with God as you spend time with God alone, reading the Bible and praying. But the more and more I've got to know myself, 
um, the more I've realized that I've, I've needed physical things in my hand. Um, so I used to try and, you know, I've tried every app under the sun. I've tried it. It just doesn't land for me. Um, I, I've tried making notes on my phone in the hope that it, I would remember them later in the day. It just doesn't work. Um, so I'm a bit old school. Like, I've got a, I've got a real Bible. Um, and this, this Bible, um, I, I, you know, no apologies, it cost me a lot of money. Um, it's real leather. <laughs> Come on. Right? You, like, you smell it and you can, you can kind of you smell the cow. <laughs> Sorry, vegans. Um, and, you know, it's got the red letters in it and it's, got, it's gold on the edge. And, and do you know, like, you don't have to spend loads of money on a Bible. I chose to because it, it makes me value it. Because I've, I've put value in it. So it makes me kind of, you know, I pick it up and I, yeah, don't know. Um, and I've, you know, got a nice pen, nice notebook, and I just write things in the morning. And I do this thing every, not every morning, but when I do it, um, I use this acronym called SOAP. Um, some of us might have heard it, but um, so it's an acronym, and S stands for scripture. So you read a bit of scripture. Um, o stands for observation. So I just, okay, what do I see? What What seems to be... Um, almost like it's written in bold or someone's underlined it or gone ahead of me and highlighted it. Um, and then A stands for application. Okay, so how do I apply that to my life? What does that mean for me today? You know, what, what, how do I need to live as a difference or in response to what I've just observed? And then the P just stands for prayer because, man, we all need help. Um, and so I prayed that the Holy Spirit would, would help me. Um, yeah. So that's kind of what I do. You've, you've clearly got a, um, a really high value, you said, of, of the Bible. Um, there will be plenty of people in, in our kind of culture, a lot of our friends, who would just be like, why are you reading that? Or, uh, and they might have even kind of challenged you on some of it, they, they try to, to pick some holes and say, but there's an inconsistency here, or that's out of date and, and, and irrelevant. And um, how do you deal with, with some of that? You seem to kind of take it as, this is God speaking, this is authoritative, I'm going to put myself under whatever he says. Talk into some of that and maybe, maybe some of the objections that, that you've, you've faced over the years. Yeah, I think, so one objection I, I, I sometimes come across is, um, like how can I trust it? Like, it's thousands of years old, so how can I, how can I trust what someone wrote thousands of years old and, and what does, you know. And then, um, and I didn't quite know how to answer it, how, uh, answer that objection. I was like, oh, I don't, I don't know. But um, So I bought a book called Why Trust the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty easy. Just Google it. And, um, and it's like, you know, 10 answers to the most you know, popular objections to the Bible. I just tore myself up. And um, I'm just slowly going through it. It's written by a, a, a girl called, a, well, a lady, Amy or Ewing. Um, brilliant book. And just, so one, one example that I learned, and I was just rereading it today, actually, um, in prep for today, but one thing I, I relearned was that, um, so Greek philosophy um, still speaks into society today. And, um, and of all the Greek philosophers, so one guy was called Plato, right? And Plato was a pretty clever geezer, but people only thought he was, he was clever enough or whatever to, to write um, ten, like under 10 manuscripts 10 copies of his work and the earliest date um, was like 150 years after he'd written his first original right so so the bible the new testament it's got 25,000 manuscripts 
written of the and the closest to the you know the time that it was first written was like 25 to 50 years after it was first written so there's just this like wealth of uh stuff out there i don't know if this answers your question at all but <laughs> um so that's one of like why why trust it well it it's it's you know it's probably if you look at that data it's more trustworthy than than plato and other historical writings and um but how do you yeah. how do you engage with the the whole idea of of it being your authority or or you got to go it says this uh, mm. therefore i i'm going to see how i apply that i mean we we've got a mm. a, a you do you kind of world um mm. and and even a lot of people they're kind of like oh that that's a nice teaching um oh well, i like that bit oh don't like don't like that bit that's kind of a bit controversial or well we've got a modern society and today our culture we know better i mean yeah um that <laughs> is that is society isn't it that is you know and it's just uh, i've i've just resolved in myself to just go do you know what that the easy route the path of least resistance is just to allow whatever society is teaching and is trending today to just take you down the river of wherever it's going to go and, and i've just gone do you know what i you know i i look around and go is is that way of life really better than following the way of jesus and trusting this book um i'm hedging my bets <laughs> that it's that actually this way is better that living under this as as authorities so so i i don't know right um but I, but and yet I, I you've been walking this road for years i've found nothing better isn't that interesting i do, do you know what i mean and I've, probably you may not know everything here no but there are some things you know here just yeah. from your journey Yeah and it kind of makes it you know it it helps me under, yeah like I just read it and I go oh yeah that makes sense um you know and and it, it yeah I've just found nothing better and it's not like I'm going to be swayed by something better but you know and I'm and I'm not I'm not inviting people to just read this and take it for for granted and just go oh well we'll just trust it then like we've got to read it critically like you you've got to ask questions of it don't do you know what I mean otherwise you just i was reading today like it says in the bible that herod was a fox <laughs> it wasn't a fox <laughs> do you know what i mean like if we just we got we got we got we, god's given us a given us a mind yeah. right yeah. so we got to ask questions but then it then the question is well then who do we ask you know and that's that's where the i think some of the key is like um you know there's there's people that study this for a living um and they've written books on how to understand this sometimes they're called commentaries um you know when i watch the football i don't understand all the time what's going on but i try and listen to gary neville who's doing a commentary on what's going on i'm like ah oh, that makes sense i can see now where where the defense went wrong or i can see where the attack exploited the defense like i listen to a comment so that, so don't so yeah if you're going to read it like don't read it in isolation um I think uh, sorry I'm going off track here but that's okay we didn't have a track to start with okay. so actually I'm I'll, I'll but actually what I might do I might 
just Sorry. put the brake on a tiny bit because Please. hopefully this is actually sort of stirring some kind of questions uh, in you. And in a moment when we get into our uh, question time, you can actually, if, if that's connected with something that you want to know or something that you want to dig into, that's the moment to, to text that in. Um, Tim's going to stay with me on stage. We're going to invite our second chat show guest, uh, who's Anna McLean. Anna, come on up. Everyone's going to give you a clap. I will get you a stool. It is that mic over there. To take um, the mask off. Take the mask off, of I know. Sula. <laughs> uh, Anna, welcome. Um, and again, I, we're going to do the same kind of thing. I'm going to just ask you, give us that intro to your rhythms, how you do your prayer, and, and do you ever read the Bible? Uh, and, and then I'm going to kind of dig a bit deeper and, and just going to see where we go. Then we'll have that break and we'll go from there. Tell us about, tell us about rhythms. Tell us about your, your prayer times and how often. Have you prayed this year? or over to you? Once, twice. Um, yeah, so I mean... I can't really call it regular because it's not always regular. Um, but in the in ideal world and when, when everything's functioning well, as it were, um, likewise, I love to pray in the morning, get up early. I think, as you said, there's something about the way that Jesus did it. I don't think that's a coincidence. So, um, And I'm not a morning person either, so it, it's tough, which is why it doesn't always happen. <laughs> um, but, yeah, to wake up, to wake up early, to... Um, give some time just to to read some scripture I've I likewise tried every app um, that's out there tried the devotionals tried the Bible in one year which are great tools definitely don't write them off but for me that never really worked um, because I found that I was I was just reading for reading's sake and um, didn't actually get anything from it because it was just ticking that box right. um, as opposed right. to actually I don't know understanding it or and have um, you found something that that's kind of brought you life and and it's been more than just a, a kind of an academic kind of exercise? Um, sometimes. Right. <laughs> um, I think I sometimes still have that struggle. Uh, at the moment, actually, what I'm doing is reading the same verse over and over every day. Um, because I found that I want to remember it. I, I realize, you know, I've grown up in a Christian home, a Christian family. I've always come to church. So I know the stories. I've, I've you know, throwback to veggie tales. I've, I've seen the skits. I've seen the dramas, right? And I, that's a huge privilege. I've been spoiled to have had that and to have had always that constant knowledge of um, the Bible highlights, as it were. Um, but I don't, I don't know all of Scripture, and I, I'm not able to reel it off. Um, like I've seen other people be able to do. And so I felt really challenged to do that and to want to be able to do that. And so I've just stuck to certain pieces of scripture that speak to me in a certain season and just tried to memorize it and to go over it over and over again and actually to watch how God reveals meaning in that by going over it again and again and again. Um, and there are some days where I'll read it and be like, that's just the same thing, that means nothing to me. But then there'll be another day where actually one particular word stands out or right. um, there's something else in it. And so that's what I'm doing at the moment. But that's what, for a month, I might do something else next month. Um, it changes. And I don't do it every morning as well. <laughs> and do you, do you somehow um, interweave prayer in this? Or do you just like read a section, say a little prayer at the end? Uh, where, where else is going to prayer fit into your, in, into your life? Yeah. Um, where does prayer fit into my life? Good question. Um, I think actually, so I've been working for a Christian charity for the last year. Um, Work, it's called Open Doors, we work with persecuted Christians across the world. And my prayer life, and I say prayer life because that's a new understanding of it for me, um, has been completely rocked because of my job. Um, working with Christians that are 
targeted for their faith and seeing how when they when I ask them you know how can we be supporting you how can we be helping you right now all they say is we want prayer and to watch actually what that looks like in their lives across the world where they're in absolute devastating circumstances and the reliance on prayer has given a value to it and shaped my understanding of it like I've never known before um, so prayer for me now is not just actually in the morning when I wake up but it's my entire day it's my entire um yeah, every moment of every day. Now, that's not to say that I am praying every minute of every day. Quite often right. I forget to pray and I stop and think, oh, yeah, why haven't I invited God into this situation or into this, um, this trouble? Because, that, yeah, because I forget. But it's not just a case of yeah. sitting down and saying, you know, Lord, I want this or I'm asking for this. Actually, it's, it's that constant rhythm. And, mm. and actually, a lot of the time it's not saying anything. It's just listening. Um, and so when I... Yeah, when I approach reading my Bible, I hope and I, I try to just start by saying, God, speak to me. I don't want to talk. I want you to do the talking. Wow, that's, that's amazing. Um, I want to kind of push into, um, I, I don't know you very well, but, but I, I expect all of us uh, over the years, over the seasons, have had uh, really tough times uh, in life, either a crisis of some kind has come, or, or even uh, if you've been a, a believer for many years, sometimes you, you, you've experienced a time of just dryness, and or times when you've prayed and it just feels like, well, why am I even doing this? It's 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 pointless. I, I expect you've had seasons of of that kind. Um, what what have you done in, in those times when it's been hard in, in some way? How have you how have you managed to kind of climb out of that? Uh, dark time or climb out of that pit and what yeah um well I think I think relying on friends on people that um that do love the word of God and so when I'm not that they can encourage me in what they're reading and in what and in their hunger for it um likewise with prayer um to to go to friends and say hey I'm hating this at the moment how can you help me? Um, so, so a bit like some of the Open Doors uh, family say to you, would you pray for us? Yeah. Even when you've been like, uh, you've said the same to others. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Right. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I've, I've gone through things in life. I also had a quite a sheltered life. So I, I, I can't in a way relate to some of the awful things that some people have been through. But, um, you know, from, from early childhood, being brought up knowing that the word of God is is the bread of life and it is it is something to cling on to even when you don't know what it means and even when you don't have a high value or regard for it. And so, you know, choosing to when you don't believe it or when you don't feel it, whatever that means, right. to to still read and to still hold on and to still pray. And even if your prayer is, God, I don't think you're even there. Like I'm what you know, what what is going on? How where are you in this? I hate you right now. To yeah. To still voice that, you know. You're saying so many important things there. There's a, there's a word choose choosing to to believe, um, and actually that's that's re- really important. And actually the Bible, when you read the Bible, you get so many occasions where some of the great heroes of the Bible, uh, they, they they express every emotion under the sun, um, including and and experience all kinds of tragedies, and often they say, and yet I will praise you. And there's a sense of their choosing uh, to believe. They are choosing. Even when they can't see, they are choosing. Uh, someone once told me, they, they, um, they said, um, 
when, when they were talking about bereavement, actually, and they, and they said um, they, they choose to remember what they learnt in the light to help them walk in the dark. And I thought that was very powerful. You know, so when, when the times are good, they put those roots down, as you guys are doing, you're putting those roots down that actually gives them that ability to walk in the dark. And I mean, sorry to jump in, but... Yeah, great. Um, you know, that's why God said to the Israelites, let me write this on your heart on, and don't forget. Don't, you know, make that tower of stone so that you don't forget that, you know, when times are good and things are going well... That's why, you know, that's why the word has to be on our hearts. You know, the Bible yeah. says that throughout. It has to be in our hearts so that actually when we're pressed on every side, what comes out is still a reliance and still a knowledge and a, an awareness and attachment to the word of God that is beyond our understanding, beyond our, just our knowledge. It's in our hearts. It's word and spirit. I think that's really key. Tim, take us into this little five-minute interlude. Tell us how it's going to work. Yeah. Um, and, and then they're going to... Great. Well, um, yeah, five-minute break. Uh, as it, When we reconvene, there'll be an opportunity to um, have your questions answered. Uh, we can't answer every question, um, but Tom only has the power, don't you, Tom? Um, so there's a number that you can text, which apparently is going to come on the screen. Here we go. Um, so text your question in uh, or, you know, check TikTok or Instagram or Snapchat or whatever. Um, and we'll reconvene in five minutes. And I, and I think what would be fun is whilst you think of your questions, as if we had a bit of music. Uh, Adam, now, you're famous on TikTok, aren't you? <laughs> this is what I've heard. And one, one video that was quite, quite well watched was you playing Toy Story. <laughs> Come on. We believe in you. Do we want to hear him play Toy Story Have a go. quickly just, just as we get into this? Have a go. And whilst he's having a go to play Toy Story, think of your questions and text them in. And Tom will be with us in five <laughs> minutes to read out your questions. Come on, mate. No pressure. Yeah, back, a bit of lift music. A bit of lift music. Go on. Can you do any? No, that's worship pads. We don't like those. So, by all means, formulate your questions. Use that cell phone of yours to, to send it in. Do, do chat to uh, people you're with or quietly to people just about a metre away from you. Maybe you can spark those questions between yourselves. I think we should <laughs> zoom in to Adam. Can we zoom in? Come on. Yeah. Do text in your questions, though. Uh, Welcome back to your stage. Just text in your questions. And of course, if you're at home, please text in your questions as well. <laughs> I'll be here all evening. Five minutes of this. Longest two minutes of my life. Okay, any questions, Tom? We've got one question. Keep sending them in. Two questions. Asking what Adam's TikTok account is not a question, by the way. <laughs>
Okay, we might be in our last minutes. We've not got a timer going. So if you've got a question, now is your moment. this one Nick Stott wakes up (laughs) he checks his cell phone picks up a spoon (laughs) who gave him a mic (laughs) yeah turn this mic off (laughs) Tom why don't you come up on stage Uh, I'm going to save my embarrassment and uh, there's a mic here I'll look away as you go past how, how many questions are coming so far okay we've got had four but one of them one of the questions was what were we meant to ask questions about so <laughs> I guess we've had, we have three but yeah one of them is kind of one split in two Ooh. So yeah, I'm ready. Oh. So you pick a question, read it out for us, and between us we'll uh, we'll we'll ruminate wise words. Um, okay. We'll try. Um, so the first question: Do you have to read the Bible to be a Christian? Slash, um, if you don't read the Bible, can you still be an effective Christian? Who wants to take that? Tim O'Leary, you have been nominated. Why have I been nominated? <laughs> I mean, ask Nick. Um, do you have to be... So, can you be a Christian and not read the Bible? Essentially, yeah. Essentially. And can, you, can you be an effective Christian? Can you be an effective Christian? Yeah. Um, so, I think when you read the Bible, it's... it's so when, okay, so when you don't read the Bible... Um, it's not like God loves you less and it's not like God hates you for not reading the Bible but when we do we learn we, we love God more um, and as we love God more our capacity to love others increases so when Jesus was asked what was the great what's the greatest commandment Jesus Jesus responds, well, love the Lord your God, um, love others as you love yourself. Uh, And so, can you be a Christian and not read the Bible? Yes. Can you be effective? I I don't know that you can. I think, I think there's an element to which reading Scripture increases your understanding of God and your love for Him and therefore your capacity to love others. And if you've ever tried to love other people in your own strength, you know that that just doesn't end well. Um, so that's my answer, but I might be wrong. Yeah, Anna, do you want to jump in? What are you thinking? Um, no, I would agree. I'd, I'm not <laughs> sure you can. <laughs> if, um, if you were watching online this morning, David Baker said something brilliant about this. Um, and he was reading from Jesus in John 14 or John 15. Uh, and Jesus was talking about the Holy Spirit. And he said, the Holy Spirit will remind you of all the things I have said to you. Now, to remind you, you've got to have heard them. 
And if, and if, we are not, if we're not feeding off this, if we're not reading uh, the words of Jesus, the words of God, um, it's going to be very hard for um, the Holy Spirit to remind us of, of, of his word that he has already spoken. And actually, Baker had this brilliant rucksack, and, and he's like, oh, well, and, and his, the idea was that there was the word of God would be in the rich stuff. What am I carrying around with me? Uh, and he said, or, or other times, you know, I might just pull out something else. He pulls out frozen. And actually, if that's just what's in us, if we haven't got the word of God, we've just got other things, they're not really going to help in, in life's situations. So that, that would just be a, something I was thinking. Yeah. And I mean, if, you know, G- Jesus isn't here physically, is he? You know, we, we know he's in the room by spirit, but he's not here physically. And if we simply put, if we want to be like him and want to do what he did, then we have to know what he did, which is why we read the Bible. And obviously, there's so much more to it than that. But we have to be informed and we have to be transformed by it, um, which is why there is such a high priority put on it um, throughout the whole throughout the whole narrative. But also, you know, that, that in some ways, there's nothing new under the sun, but Tim was saying it earlier about you know, we're living in a world where we're being fed so many different things all the time of how we should live, of what's important to us, of where our attention should be, um, that actually it's confusing, right? I'm confused by it. And that, that's not new throughout history. That has always been the case. There have always been, there's been a battle over our ideas and our worldviews. And so I want to, as a Christian, I want to be shaped by God's view of the world, his world that he made. Um, and that can only come through reading scripture and reading God breathed scripture. We, we were talking about this the other day a little bit. You, you, um, Tim's big into kind of cultural observation and stuff. Um, and, and we were just reflecting. Uh, there, are, there are so many opinions out there. And, and social media is just like, bang, opinion, opinion, opinion. Um, there, are almost, there are fewer conversations. And there's not much listening any, anymore. It's just like, when's my next opportunity to give my opinion? Um, but, it, but in that, with all of those, no, all that noise of all those opinions, uh, the actual, the, the kind of the biblical literacy in, in our generation, you know, people might have all kinds of opinions, but actually very little grounded um, in, in God's word. And actually, that's something that actually I think we need to dig into it and, and become familiar, not for the sake of, oh, look how much I know. I can quote 72 verses. That, that's irrelevant. We only read it to know the Lord behind it. But um, do you want to say anything on culture? Well, I mean, only, only in that I think if you're um, going back to this idea of being an, a, an effective Christian, I mean, first of all, what does that even look like? But um, second of all, I think if you're, if you're even concerned, well, how does this make me more effective at following Jesus? Um, I, just, I just want to say, just, just think about how... Um, the news influences the way in which you see the world and how much attention you therefore give the news uh, and the impact that that has on your life and the things that you're then concerned about. And so when a refugee crisis hits, just become aware of what happens to your own mind and body and soul and when you think about, and just, and again, question yourself to go, okay, is that being shaped by the news and the, the way in which the world is interpreting that event? Or is it being shaped by the way in which Jesus interprets that event? 
Wow. There it is. Gold. Ladies and gentlemen, Tim O'Leary. <laughs> Tom, what um, else have we got? Okay. A comment's actually just come in. It says it's the living, living in bold, word of God. He speaks for it directly. So we can't just rely on what others say about it, but we need to read it for ourselves too. Um, yeah. Just to add that, which is great. Yeah. Um, next question. Let's go with... Um, so it says, how do you know what to read in the Bible? Um, just to add a bit of salt and pepper on that. So obviously we've talked about the fact that it's a big book. Um, we've said about reading the Bible, like all the different apps and stuff. Like it's quite hard to, it's an intimidating book if you're like, right, we'll go from Genesis all the way through. So how do you guys pinpoint where in the Bible to read? Let's even bring that home. It's obviously someone asked it, might be someone online, might be someone in the room, and maybe they're just like, do you know what? Yes, I need to start some kind of pattern of praying and reading the Bible. Where do I start? Gospel of Mark. <laughs> Is that because it's my it's yeah. the shortest? It's my favorite. It's, it's the shortest. It's the shortest. Um, it's like, yeah, I, it's just, it's in your face. It's just a load of like suddenlies, and then this happened, and then this happened, and then this happened. It's like, do you remember Little Britain? It's like Vicky Pollard. <laughs> All right? It's a bit kind of I like one thing after the next. If you don't know Vicky, don't worry. Reference is <laughs> dropped. It's fine. Lost the reference on me. Um, but yeah, sure. It's, it's, I think it's easy. It's the, oh, I find it easy to understand. And I only got five GCSEs, barely. Um, so yeah, Gospel of Mark is a good place to start. Gospel of Mark. Okay. Where would you start? Or, but, uh, yeah, or where did you start? I'll start with Gospels. When did I start? Uh... I probably, seri- I probably seriously started reading the Bible, uh, kind of my gap year as I went to uni, um, and I, I mean it changes all the time. Sometimes I do the random lucky dip, but um, at the moment, what I'm doing and what I think works really well is to um, read a couple of chapters from a New Testament book. So at the moment, I'm in Corinthians, but then a Psalm every day, because um, right. Psalms, I mean. Yeah, I mean they're they're easy to read. They they can be short, but they um, they're quite a good short one to start with for to start your day and to use as a prayer tool as well. Actually, mm. um, so that's what I do. I mix it up. I think you can, yeah, you, it can be a daunting book, and you can try to read it all the way through, um, which is overwhelming because there's a lot. So I quite like flicking between between the books or trying to read them in the order they were wrote or Hats something like that. Hats off if you've ever read it from cover to cover. Uh, yeah. I'll be impressed with that. Um, Anna mentioned the Psalms. They are the, the book of prayers or the book of songs pretty much in the middle of the Bible. Um, absolutely a great place to, to, talk, to, to start um, and things like that. Um, both mentioned the Gospels. The Bible's basically split into two, isn't it? You've got the Old Testament and then the New Testament. And the New Testament starts with the Gospels. They're the, the stories of Jesus. And then after that come the letters. Actually, I prefer going to the letters because they're really short. Or, or mm. lots of them are, are pretty short. Um, and, and I kind of go into there and, and, and I find them so easily applicable. So that's... That's kind of where I'd go. Um, yeah, I guess the other thing as well to, to recognise is that although it looks like a book, um, it's not. Um, it's, it's, see it more as a library, um, and, and each book has got often a different author. I mean, this adds to complication, right? But different author, there's a different genre, there's different purposes as to why each author's written it, um, et cetera, et cetera. Now, if any of that confuses you, and it confuses me, great place to go um, is the Bible Project. It's free. 
Um, every book of the Bible has got a video on YouTube that gives you an overview of what's going on, what literature style it is, um, and there. Uh, yeah, so that's a really good place to start. And also, just to say, um, with any of this, whether it's reading the Bible or praying, um, please, like, treat it as you would if you were training to run a marathon. Okay? If you've never run a marathon before, guess what you're not going to do tomorrow morning when you wake up? Run a marathon. You'll kill yourself. Um, I will fall over and sort of die probably. Um, you take it step by step. Like, we've got to treat this thing. We've never done it before. Couch to 5K it. Right? Take 10 verses. Maybe one verse. Like you were saying, Anna. And just keep reading that until that becomes easy. And then you go to the, you go to the next lamppost and then the next lamppost and... So, yeah, don't, um, don't feel like you've got to go home tonight and read the whole thing cover to cover because you might, you might be able to do that. Tom, maybe one more and only a quick answer because I'm itching to get praying um, and we're going to get the band up and uh, we're going to begin to draw to a close. But do you have one more that we, we can't yeah, leave behind? Yeah, sure. Um, so this says, um, how do you connect with God when you find it hard to speak to him? Um, and again, I'm just going to add my own elaboration to it um go for it so obviously like um i find like actually tom why don't you answer this question i'd, I'd yeah. rather not i would i would really <laughs> rather not but your answer's better <laughs> not, than mine it's not what you booked me in here for nick <laughs> stitch up <laughs> i'll ask the question take it away guys um so how do you connect with god when you find it hard to speak to him um and i also guess when you find it hard to hear him because i guess some people have um the experiences where it's like oh god um, gave me this picture, or, or yeah. I, I clearly heard this voice from God, um, and it's great and amazing, great, I can imagine it's easy to have a, a stronger connection, but if that's not your reality, um, then, yeah, how, how else can you connect with God? Um, okay, so if you're, if you're here and you're thinking, I've, I, I, say, if you're speaking to God and your Bible's closed... You, you're going to find it really hard to hear God, I think. Um, this this is like a letter written from you to, um, from God to you, yeah, from God to you, and and it's like it's like a, he's like he sent you a load of DMs like, that are unopened, and it's like do you, do you know what I mean? It's like yeah, so it's all it's all in there. I, that's where I'd go if you're not hearing from God. Open your Bible. But also one element of the question. Um, was how, how do you pray when, when, when you can't speak to God? When, oh, right, yeah. when, when you can't, it's not just about hearing, but it's also about, you know, sometimes we're in that place where we're just, we're just hurting. Um, or you know, sometimes we might end up praying with someone and, and out comes the most articulate, beautiful prayer, like, wow. <laughs> and you're just like, uh. and, you know, if you feel uncomfortable saying the words, um, I don't know. I, I think I'd just just think about how how a five year old, how a six year old chats to their parents. It's not eloquent. Sorry, Rory, at home. It, it's but it's but it's raw and it's and it's emotional. And yes, yeah, sometimes wrongly there are. I want this, <laughs> my toys. I want more Lego. Um, and sometimes that's similar. But I think God God can handle any of our emotion um, and. And any of our inarticulate cries, and probably back to where you started in terms of the, the Psalms, actually there we, we have 
the prayers of, of the people of God. Um, and it covers every season of life. Um, and, and sometimes if you ha- haven't got any words, maybe it's just a case of reading a psalm. I, I think I, I started speaking when you had the mic, you were like, <gasps> took a breath. I just <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, the bi- this is where the Bible can be a tool, right, for prayer, because, I mean, actually, yeah, as you say, it records prayers from people. So guarantee what, what you're going through or the emotion that you're feeling or even the trouble you face, it's in there. Someone's already put a prayer to it um, that you could use. Um, I am, um, yeah. just so the other day, Melissa, my wife, Melissa, um, she came downstairs in the morning and she was like, oh, I just can't. Friday's not going to be a good day. It's going to be really busy. I'm really not keen to be on the phone. And um, so I was just like, Jesus, make it quiet. Amen. <laughs> Two hours later, she came downstairs and um, basically the IT department had phoned her to see if the phone was working because they'd had no calls. And it was like, it was just a prayer. I didn't, there was no eloquency to it. There was no four hours in a locked room crying out on my knees to God to make it quiet it was just a really simple God do this amen um yeah and guys I I think we should pray now Jay I wonder if you guys uh, and your band could come up um I think what we'll do is we'll 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 just say a prayer now and 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 just move into some worship um, we, we won't say goodbye to online just yet, but of course some, uh, it's, it's just gone 7.30, so some might begin to sign off. We'll say a proper goodbye to you um, in, in a moment, but um, let's, what, should we stand if you can? Um, one of my takeaways is what Tim said about praying with an open Bible. Um, that, that it, prayer is not one-way traffic, is it? It's... It's two-way, not, not monologue, but, but dialogue. Um, and, and Lord, even tonight, I suppose it's our words that we hear best, but would you help us hear your words? Jesus said his, um, his sheep would learn to recognize his voice. Lord Jesus, would you help us with that? Help us recognize your voice as we're walking down the street, as we're spending time with people we love, as we open your word, help us recognize your voice. And this whole area of, of, of prayer and scripture and, and just beginning to reboot how we do our lives. Lord, it's not about a, a five-minute slot where we give God in the morning and then we forget about you through the day. Help us, Lord, have a conscious, intentional plan to keep you, Lord Jesus, in the center of it all. Thank you that you love us.